Good morning. Welcome to the Mary's Helpers News Program with Margaret Trotler. Singing. Welcome to the Mary's Helpers News Program, brought to you by Mary's Helpers, a nonprofit organization based in New Orleans, Louisiana, bringing to our community information and news about Jesus and His Mother Mary. May this program bring joy and hope into your life and bring you closer to Jesus. Let us begin with the Mary's Helpers prayer. O oh, Mother, Queen of Peace. You are truly Queen of the world. We come to you to be placed beneath your mantle for your love and protection. You assist us on the path to eternal life so that we may give all honor and glory to your Son, Jesus, our Lord and God. We ask that you continue to lead and guide us in all our works. Amen. And now Our Lady's message at Medjugorje. October 25, 2014. Dear children, pray in this time of grace and seek the intercession of all the saints who are already in the light. From day to day, may they be an example and encouragement to you on the way of your conversion. Little children, be aware that your life is short and passing. Therefore, yearn for eternity and keep preparing your hearts in prayer. I am with you and intercede before my Son for each of you, especially for those who have consecrated themselves to me and to my Son. Thank you for having responded to my call. And now the meditation on the October message by Father Alba Mudez. The sacraments of the Church keep us strong. Mary, our spiritual mother, with the Holy Mother Church, together have always called us to seek out the aid and witness of the saints. We have just celebrated the Feast of All Saints on November 1st. Rejoice with Mary, our Mother, Queen of all saints in glory, because we pray one day to be with them. We are the Church militant in battle. We are fighting the good fight of faith. St. Paul spoke about. We carry our cross as Jesus commanded and we bring the word to our brothers and sisters as we stay faithful and use the sacraments of the church to keep us strong and committed. Let us persevere as we let the lives of the saints encourage us to remain faithful to our baptismal promises and continue to repent of our sins. We have many graces given as gifts to help us. Mary, our mother, constantly aids us with the grace to trust in the Lord's love and mercy. Never give up or doubt the love from our Savior, Lord Jesus, Mary, our mother, and the saints. Amen. Love, Father Al. Because of the interest of anything for the rookie, Tom was inspired to feature his talks that we had on the radio in past years for programs. So, our program today features a talk by Father Peter Mary Rookie on a pilgrimage to Sterrett, Alabama, August of 1989 for the Feast of the Assumption and the close of the year of a youth.
This tape contains the homilies from the three masses given by Father Rookie for the vigil and feast day masses of the Assumption, along with a homily from his mass in honor of St. Clelia Barbieri. Again, Mary's Helpers is honored to bring this blessing to you in hopes that it will be spread to all. I have uh, in my hand <clears throat> uh, the uh, a portion of the mystical city of God written by Mary or Maria Avagreda, a mystic of the 16th century. Uh, Maria Avagreda was thrust into my life uh, while I was in Rome those uh, many years. Uh, a periodical in Chicago asked if I would do some uh, research uh, on the approbation of this famous work, The Mystical City of God, which is a, uh, Our Lady, of course. The Mystical City of God is, is a name for Our Lady. Just as the Ark of the Covenant is the name for Our Lady also. Um, we uh, just had the reading, the first reading, about all the solemnity that uh, David surrounded the bringing of the ark into the temporary place uh, until the temple was built by his son Solomon. Uh, Our Lady is referred to as the Ark of the Covenant. Well, that ark that they carried from Egypt and through the desert for 40, 40 years and then subsequently uh, through their history, uh, the chosen people uh, was carried by the uh, Levites on poles as instructed by Moses and the uh, First chapters of the of his uh, five books. The um, ark contained it was a box it was built under instruction also from the Lord it was built to house a copy of the Ten Commandments and uh, the rod of Aaron used to try to convince Pharaoh to let the people, let my people go. Did you ever sing that uh, Negro spiritual, let my people go? Israel was in Egypt land, let my people go. They worked so hard they could not stand, let my people go down Moses way down in Egypt land tell Pharaoh to let my people go the rod that Aaron used and made a snake come out of that rod and then he uh, was one of the uh, miracles that the Lord performed to try to let make Pharaoh let the people go that was in that box and then uh, there was also a, uh, a some of the manna from the desert was preserved in that. The way the Lord uh, 
fed the people when they were wandering through the desert of Sinai those 40 years before they came into the promised land. That's all that was in the ark. Whereas Our Lady, the real ark of the covenant, housed the maker of heaven and earth, Jesus. So she's called the new ark of the covenant. And we salute her in the litany of Our Lady, don't we, as ark of the covenant. Pray for us, ark of the covenant. Well, I'm going to read a little bit if you, with your indulgence, from uh, this Maria of Agreda's uh, description of this Ark of the Covenant who went up to heaven and how it came about as she described it. Well, I, as I was saying, I was, this Maria of Agreda was thrust into my life in Rome when this uh, Marian periodical the age of Mary in uh, Chicago uh, asked me to uh, write up this origin of this book and whether it was actually approved. And I found out uh, that uh, it was approved by, I'm glad to say, and this is a commercial for the Servites, a Servite, uh, secular Servite who became Pope it was Innocent the Eleventh, and uh, you know this book, the um, mystical city of God, went through a lot of um, uh, turmoil. It was uh, condemned and accepted and condemned and so on by the Holy Office, by the Sorbonne and university professors in Paris and so on, and by others outstanding theologians. But uh, Innocent XI, who was very uh, close to me in many ways, uh, I wrote his life, incidentally, and it was he who went over the dead bodies of the Holy Office and came out with the official acceptance of this beautiful work, the life of Mary called the mystical city of God with the words Hos Libros ab Omnibus Impune Legi Possunt, which is a legal terminology for saying these books can be read with impunity by all. So that puts the crossing on the cake as far as the mystical city of God is concerned. And uh, uh, I uh, was very glad to see that it was uh, Innocent XI. By the way, he is laid out in the first altar on the right in St. Peter's. You can see him if you go to Rome and go into St. Peter's, Innocent XI. And he had a wonderful name uh, to go with uh, his Marian love, his love for Mary, the innocent one who was immaculately conceived and then assumed into heaven. So it was this book uh, that uh, this uh, Pope Innocent declared could be read without any trouble uh, by anybody and everybody. And so it is accepted and I want you to know I'm not giving you any heresy here, but this is, I'm just going to read a little bit about uh, how she describes the uh, assumption of Our Lady. <coughs> uh, <coughs> and just uh, some little touches. First, she uh, tells us that uh, when she, when Most Holy Mary had arrived at the age of 67 years, Without having tarried in her career, she worked to the bitter end, something like the Irishman who didn't believe in divorce. He said he believed in fighting it out to the bitter end. So she worked uh, uh, right to the end. And, uh, she uh, finally was uh, 
uh, told about her coming uh, into heaven by the same angel that uh, announced the coming of Jesus uh, in the first place into her sacrosanct womb, her ark, and why she became the ark of the covenant. The most blessed trinity dispatched the archangel Gabriel with many others of the celestial hierarchies, many other angels, who would announce to the queen when and how her mortal life should come to an end and pass over into the eternal. The holy prince descended with the rest of these angels to the cenacle in Jerusalem and entered the oratory of the great lady where they found her prostrate on the ground in the form of a cross asking mercy for sinners but hearing the sound of their angelic music sounds like their our, uh, music ministry here Hearing the sound of their music and perceiving them present, uh, she rose to her knees in order to hear the message of Gabriel and show respect to the ambassador of heaven and his companions, who in white and refulgent, refulgent garments surrounded her with wonderful delight and reverence. They had come with crowns and palms in their hands, each with one with a different one, but all of them representing the diverse premiums and rewards of inestimable beauty and value to be conferred upon their great queen and lady. Gabriel saluted her with the Ave Maria, praise the Lord, and added, Our Empress and Lady, the Omnipotent and the Holy of the Holy sends us from his heavenly court to announce to you in his name the most happy end of your pilgrimage and banishment upon earth in mortal life. Soon, O Lady, in that day, the hour approaching in which, according to your longing desire, you will pass through natural death to the possession of the eternal and immortal life which awaits you in the glory of your Son. Exactly three years from today, you will be taken up and received into the everlasting joy of the Lord. <clears throat> so 67, that means you, three years later would make her 70 if my mathematics is right. Isn't it funny how we have so much trouble kids adding and subtracting and those rabbits can multiply so fast. <clears throat> so Mary answered the same words that she answered Gabriel when he first came. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me as you say. <clears throat> An echo of the first Gabriel's first coming to her the same refrain um, so that is uh, a uh, then I'm just going to finish with it it's too long to, to read the whole thing but I want to uh, say uh, just touch on a few other little um uh, details here you heavens planets and stars and elements rain too i'm sure she addressed she addressed all these creatures and asked them to be witness to the beautiful event that was about to take place in her life her passing from this life to the next <clears throat> then the uh, and later on, she, uh, she goes on to describe how after her passing, after her death was found, uh, the, uh, her body was covered and only her hands and her face were revealed under the shroud uh, so that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, so that the... Uh, 
her purity and her modesty were preserved to the end. And then uh, when they looked for her body, eventually uh, they uh, found that she had, uh, it had been brought up to heaven by the angelic host. Well, what does this all mean to you and me? I had the great privilege of being in Rome in St. Peter's Square when Pius XII uh, declared this a dogma, something we must believe to be saved, that Our Lady was brought up body and soul into heaven uh, and reigns now with her son. Uh, what does this mean to us? Well, it's just another wonderful assurance of our own passing, that we will be, that it is possible for us, body and soul, to be brought up and to enjoy heaven with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and our Blessed Mother and the angels and saints, <clears throat> just as Mary, if, just as Jesus did the same in his own ascension, he brought this body of ours up to heaven, something which we would think impossible before. So we have our mortality sitting at the right hand of the Father. That's something to be celebrated, I would say. Before this, in among the Jews, for example, till the time of Jesus, the hereafter was very nebulous. It's like the old cliche that, uh, you know, we have on our dollar bills, in God we trust, all others cash. We were never, the Jews were never sure whether that cash was up there. And so that explains sometimes the very difficult passages in the Psalms where the psalmist says, he wants justice now. Let my enemies be destroyed. And one psalm ends with a terrible note. And may their children be thrown down from the, upon the rocks from the height, and so on. They wanted justice now. Like the old thing is, give me patience, but give it to me right now, Father, Lord. They wanted to see justice in their lives because the hereafter was very nebulous. In fact, as you know, uh, some of the greatest uh, proponents of the law, the Sadducees, did not believe in the resurrection at all. And here they were way out front with the law, with the Mosaic law. So it was a very nebulous hereafter. And you read about that in Job also, in the book of Job, and uh, in other uh, chapters of the Old Testament. So our, our Lady's assumption and our Lord's ascension into heaven with our bodies and souls, with a, with a human body, gives us the surety that we will cash in on our trust in God, and that we have the possibility of being brought up, body and soul, eventually, to enjoy heaven with them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mary. We praise you and give you all the glory for this great, great assurance that you have given us in this feast. We hope that we will be worthy. We live in this hope. We know the Father loves us. We live in this hope that you will be there with Jesus to receive us now in our souls and eventually body and soul as you have gone up. 
Thank you, Lord. We praise you and give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. The West Bank Charismatic Prayer Meeting is held every second and fourth Wednesday in Infant Jesus Church on Maple Street in Harvey. Every 17th of the month, an outdoor memorial mass is celebrated at the Jim Bowie Road site in Homer, Louisiana. Weekdays, the rosary starts at 5.30 p.m. Saturday, the rosary starts at 10 a.m. No mass when the 17th falls on a Sunday. The next service will be celebrated on Monday, November 17th. And Father Paul will be there. I'm excited about that. The West Bank Magnificat Prayer Breakfast is Saturday, November the 15th from 9 to noon. You have to call ahead for reservations. All are welcome to the Life in the Spirit Seminar, Saturday, November 15th. Sacred Heart PSR Building, the Han Church, 616 Main Street, sponsored by Mary and Martha Ministries Prayer Group. Registration deadline is Monday, November 10th. Please call and leave a message at number 225-869-3085. Number once again, 225-869-3085. Thank you. And leave a message. That's in Gramercy, folks. So if you live in that area, you might be interested in going to that. Everyone is invited to attend Mary's Helpers Chapter Meetings listed on page 6. This week's meetings are Spanish Chapter Sunday, November 9th, Monday Night Guadalupe Chapter, Monday, November 10th at 7 p.m., New Orleans Satellite Chapter, Wednesday, November 12th from noon to 3 p.m., Miracle of the Sun Chapter, Homer, Louisiana, Wednesday, November 12th at 6.30 p.m. with the Rosary, Seguin, Texas Chapter, that's Wednesday, November 12th at 1 p.m., Thursday morning prayer group, Thursday, November 13th at 10 a.m. with Father Larry Urban, SDB. Mary's, contact Mary's Helpers at 504-348-7729 to give us your new address and phone number. Mary's Helpers is a Catholic nonprofit organization. However, we do depend on donations to help defray expenses. Our new home is WSHO 800 AM Radio. Tune in on the World Wide Web at www.wsho.com. Come by to see our continuous sales. We have the books by the best-selling author, Robert Abel. We have For the Rookie Items. We have sheet musics of the songs written by Margaret Trosclair. With Christmas coming, we have a new selection of Advent Reads. See page 5 in the October and... and yeah, the October issue of our newsletter for your religious gift needs. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Mary's Helpers, Post Office Box 1853. Uh, that's Marrero, Louisiana, 70073. Because uh, we still have all the free items available, only one per envelope. Our toll-free ordering number is 1-800-573-4130. That's one 800 Five seven three four one three zero for ordering only. Come to visit our gift shop at forty five twelve Seventh Street, corner of Avenue D in Marrero. Once you do, you will come back again and again. Please include shipping and handling when sending in for any items we advertise in this program and in our newsletter. Join us in prayer weekdays twelve noon and at three p.m. at forty five twelve Seventh Street in Marrero. There is no charge for Mary's Helper's newsletter, but we can only survive through your donations. So if you can help us out, we would really appreciate it. And we really, really, really need your donations to keep this ministry going. We are one of a kind. We are the only means of free advertisement available for smaller groups. So please support us with a monetary donation. Our phone, 504-348-PRAY. That's 348-7729 for your prayer line requests. The Parish of Immaculate Conception is collecting donations to have a bronze plaque made of Monsignor Ray Hebert to be placed in the rear of the church next to the plaques of the 
of the two previous pastors in time for the anniversary of his death in January 2015. Anyone interested in making a donation can contact Mary's Helpers at 504-348-7729 or Immaculate Conception Church at 504-341-9516. Mary's Helpers will be closed for the Thanksgiving holidays, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's November 26, 27, and 28. The Christmas Novena starts Sunday, November 30th, the Feast of St. Andrew the Apostle. Thank you. We are back with Father Peter Rookie. I don't know if any of you have uh, ever read... Mary of Agreda in the mystical city of God. Uh, yesterday we mentioned how this uh, book was all tossed about by various theological schools and some condemned and some said it was okay and so on. See, a very beautiful Pope uh, whose family still lives next door to where I lived six years in Rome, the Odescalchi family, one of their uh, people, Pope Innocent XI, uh, was an Odescalchi, very unusual Italian name. Their palace is right next to the Servite headquarters and uh, I often uh, was in that palace uh, because I wrote his life. But he uh, uh, was the one who gave final approbation to the mystical body, uh, mystical uh, city of God, uh, which is the life of Our Lady. Uh, written by Maria Vagreda, a mystic, a Spanish mystic of the 16th century. This is, uh, so we, uh, he uh, approved this over the holy office and everything, and all those who uh, criticized it uh, by the words which I remember uh, are very legal words for the approbation of a, of a book. Hos libros abomnibus impune legi possunt. These books, there are th- uh, three volumes of the mystical city of God. These books can be read with impunity by all. That's a legal way of giving an imprimatur. Uh, this is uh, a short, uh, I'm just going to refer to Maria Vagrena's short uh, account. Uh, it's rather long, as, as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you just a short uh, a part of it, I should say, uh, as she describes Mary's uh, passing. Uh, according to her vision of this event, she wrote down uh, our Lord came to her uh, in the uh, uh, cynical room where she was laid out and uh, he addressed her with these words uh, with his whole uh, celestial choir of angels behind him My dearest mother, whom I have chosen for my dwelling place, the hour is come in which thou art to pass from the life of this death and of the world into the glory of my Father and my glory, where thou shalt possess the throne prepared for thee at my right hand and enjoy it through all eternity. 
And since by my power and as my mother I have caused thee to enter the world free and exempt from sin, therefore also death shall have no right or permission to touch thee at thy exit from this world. If thou wishest not to pass through it, come with me now to partake of my glory, which thou hast merited. This most prudent mother then prostrated herself at the feet of her son with a joyous countenance answered, My son and my lord, I beseech thee, let my, thy mother and thy servant enter into eternal life by the common portal of natural death, like the other children of Adam. Thou who art my true God hast suffered death without being obliged to do so. It is proper that as I have followed thee in life, so I follow thee also in death. And so Christ the Savior then approved of the decision and sacrifice of his most blessed mother and consented to its fulfillment. Then all the angels began to sing celestial harmony, just like our music minister here now. Some of the verses of the Canticles of Solomon and other new verses also, like this one, Arise, haste, my beloved, my dove, my beautiful one, and come. The winter has passed. A divine fragrance spread all through the penetrated, even to the street outside the house. You think that's so wonderful? Yesterday, that happened right where you are sitting, right here, while they were preparing for this feast. There was a heavy fragrance all through here. And we have witnesses right here sitting Patrick and Brian were telling me about it. And well, all the people that were engaged in, uh, here in the morning setting up for the feast perceived this terrific fragrance. So Our Lady is still with us and we don't want to go ahead of the church, but it seems she has been with us more than somewhat in this spot through Maria Pavlovich's apparitions and so on. <clears throat> so when the angels began their music, the most blessed Mary reclined back upon her couch or bed. Her tunic was folded about her sacred body, her hands were joined, and her eyes fixed upon her divine son. And she was entirely inflamed with the fire of divine love. As the angels continued to sing the canticle of Solomon and then the words of Jesus himself from the psalm on the cross, Into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Then she closed her virginal eyes and expired. The sickness which took away her life was love without any other weakness or accidental intervention of whatever kind. She died at the moment when the divine power suspended the assistance which until then had counteracted the sensible ardors of her burning love of God. As soon as this miraculous assistance was withdrawn, the fire of her love consumed the life humors of her heart and thus caused the cessation of her earthly existence. Then this most pure soul passed from her virginal body to be placed in boundless glory on the throne at the right hand of her divine son. Immediately the music of the angels seemed to, to withdraw to the upper air for that whole procession of angels and saints accompanied the king and the queen to the Empyrean heavens. The sacred body of the Most Blessed Mary, which had been the temple and sanctuary of God in life, 
continued to shine with an, an effulgent light, breathed forth such a wonderful and unheard of fragrance that all the bystanders were filled with interior and exterior sweetness. This glorious transition of the great queen took place in the, this, in the hour in which her divine son had died at three o'clock on a Friday, the thir 13th day of August, she being 70 years of age, less the 26 days intervening between the 13th of August on which she died and the 8th of September, the day of her birth. The Heavenly Mother had survived the death of Christ the Savior 21 years, 4 months, and 19 days, and his virginal birth, 55 years. This reckoning can easily be made in the following manner. When Christ was born, his virginal mother was 15 years, 3 months, and 17 days of age. The Lord lived 33 years and 3 months. So then at the time of his sacred passion, the most blessed lady was 48 years, 6 months, and 17 days old. <clears throat> so adding to these another 21 years, 4 months, and 19 days, we ascertain her age as 70 years, less 25 or 26 days. Great wonders and prodigies happened at the precious death of the queen, for the sun was eclipsed. Notice the, the likeness of the things that are happening in Fatima for the sun and in Medjugorje very frequently. The miracle of the sun is very frequent there. I, I see the miracle of the sun and many others too. Wherever I go, I've seen that miracle of Our Lady in New Zealand, in Ireland, all over America, Canada, and as well as in Medjugorje. But the sun was eclipsed, as I have mentioned above, and its light was hidden in sorrow for some hours just like when our Lord died. Darkness covered the earth. Many birds, get this one too, this happens at Medjugorje so often, many birds of different kinds gathered around the cynical and by their sorrowful clamors and groans for a while caused the bystanders themselves to weep. When Our Lady comes in Medjugorje, it's uh, very often very noticeable, often the birds begin giving glory to God very loudly. They all gather around the place as the lady from Joyce, they described it, the birds came and they choiped so loudly. So this happened according to Maria Vergreda also when Our Lady passed. All Jerusalem was in commotion, and many of the inhabitants collected in astonished crowds, confessing loudly the power of God and the greatness of his works. Others were astounded and as, and as if beside themselves. The apostles and disciples with others of the faithful broke forth in tears and sighs. Many sick persons came who all were cured. The souls in purgatory were released. But the greatest miracle was that three persons, a man in Jerusalem and two women living in the immediate neighborhood of the cynical, died in sin and impenitent in that same hour, subject to eternal damnation. But... When their cause came before the tribunal of Christ, his sweetest mother interceded for them, and they were restored to life so that they mended their conduct 
and afterwards died in grace and were saved. Wasn't that beautiful? This, <laughs> this privilege was not extended to others that died on that day in the world, but were, was restricted to those three who happened to die in that hour in Jerusalem. So that is, gives us some little index according to this account of Maria Vergreta uh, in this mystical uh, city of God. Did you enjoy that? Uh, one, uh, one great theologian from the Sorbonne, that's a funny name for a, a, the, uh, a big university in France, Sounds like something else, doesn't it? I guess that's what happens. The students sit there so long in a sore bun. Anyway, uh, one of these great theologians uh, said that he never really realized the mysteries of Mary's life until he read the, this wonderful account of uh, Maria Vergreta. So we just rejoice with you, Mary. Rejoice, oh Mary. Rejoice. We rejoice with you. We rejoice with you, Jesus. You brought your dear mother, sinless as she was, up to heaven to reign with you for all eternity. And now she continues with you your work. You're sending her to us all over. From Akito, Japan, to Medjugorje, Lourdes, Fatima, Knock in Ireland, Nicaragua, even to Big Bad Chicago, where we have the your weeping Madonna. And there, I would just say this in closing as a servite, uh, our great devotion, our great thrust is to remember the tears of Mary. Everywhere our Blessed Lady is appearing, she is shedding tears, including Big Band Chicago and a beautiful uh, Orthodox, little Orthodox Church of St. George on Narragansett Avenue, where she breathes and she sheds tears that are oily tears through the icon there, still going on. In fact, I have some of those tears I believe with me, if I'm not mistaken, that the priest gave me last time I was there. When through our tears we look up to the God of all consolation, just as she does. But she is reminding us to reform our lives as, the, as she keeps telling us in every place where she appears. Those tears are to help us, to remind us of the passion of our Lord and her compassion with him to reform our lives. Let not those tears have been shed in vain. Reform your lives. Do penance. Fast. Pray the rosary. Pray, pray, pray. So that's the message of those, uh, of our Blessed Lady, the basic message of her Son in the Gospel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for this feast. We give you and our Blessed, Mother, our blessed Lord a big hand today. Thank you. I want to thank Paula Peter. Rookie. 
And I want to thank you, the listening audience, for tuning in to Mary's Helper's news program. This is Gail wishing you a very good day, and God bless you. Show us.